learn Welsh. Okay, so what was that? Was that, was that Welsh place? Yeah. Like really long name. So here's like the English pronunciation for oh, you. Oh, like uh, oh, okay. Go on and try it. Lonverpool Gwengil Go Gare Un Quern Drabulandus. Yo go go go. I think that was pretty good. Maybe uh, maybe the Welsh speakers can let us know. But I think it's pretty good. I apologize. I probably upset you. I love you, Um, Welsh people. I've been to Cardiff for all of 12 hours. (laughs) But I loved hearing the Welsh in the train station. (laughs) Listen, that's not the only thing that's going to be mispronounced today. So (laughs) don't worry. Is that what we call a segue? That's a segue, maybe. Ooh, okay. Well, hi. Welcome to Legendary Lasses. I'm Ashley. I'm KB. And I'm Sally. And today, again, I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, I do. Okay. Um, so I want to start off with kind of a question, just an open-ended, like, mm-hmm. so we can talk about it. Um, Pardon me, I'm sipping my Red Bull like a lady. Yeah. Um, so if I said the term single-sex society, what do you guys think that means? Like, what, what, what do you think about that? Um, I feel like it's kind of a loaded question nowadays. Um, I would assume single-sex one biological sex who's in in charge or it's just like a community of people of one sex yeah yeah well, are we right yeah that's pretty much what it did is did you expect yeah. us to be right be honest i mean yes i okay. I, I felt like y'all were you know strong, capable, capable ladies, ladies. Yeah. Listen, i went to sk- i went to state school yeah represent <laughs> sam houston state university Eat them up, cats. I would call the hogs, but I've never in my life called the hogs and refused to do so. I'm ca- I've been called a hog. Same. <laughs> Listen, I feel like calling the hogs, though, is better than the, the swoosh, the UTD thing. Okay, can we talk about this for a minute? Yeah. So Ashley and I both, um, she's doing her master's at UTD, finishing up. I just graduated. What, 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 what does UTD stand for? U- uh, University of Texas at Dallas. Um, so that's where we, we've been doing our masters there and the, the mascot is a comet, which is pretty cool, but. (laughs) Okay. First of all, picture (laughs) this. The colors are orange and green, orange and like Kelly green. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then this stupid comet is called T-Mock. Is it like Comet from the hit TV show, Full House? No, it's an actual Comet. That's not a Golden Retriever. I'm I'm out. I'm out. But Sally, his name is T-Mock. I don't care. Do you know what T-Mock is? It's Comet backwards because they let a bunch of schools of engineers design a logo. No, that's stupid. (laughs) It should be a Golden Retriever. His name should be Comet. I don't really have a problem with the mascot being a It's comet. orange and green. And, that's and it's called Tima. Yeah. I'm just, See, don't I'm get not, me started. They're not going to give me my degree after I'm this. Just, They're going to be like, we heard you uh, bad-mouthing UTD. Listen, and, uh, listen, you can hear it all from me. I don't go to UTD. He's not a, he's not a golden retriever. It from should the, be a golden it retriever. Be a golden with like a little comet headband <laughs> or something. And he oh would run and his tail would be just... The, uh, the tail of the comet! <gasps> 
so majestic. Oh, <laughs> it'd be so majestic. How did we get here, dogs? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I think we were talking about how we're educated ladies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How did we start talking about UTD? Oh, because you said you wouldn't ho- call the hogs, and I said it's better than. Oh, the right. Yeah, that's the, right. The whoosh. I I don't mind the um. The comet. I just. I wish his name was Hallie or something. Hallie know? would make more sense. Yeah, it's yeah. clever. But again, they let a school of engineers design and name a mascot I for mean, a school. You kind of can't fault them. I can't. I will. Uh, okay. Well, Ashley's gonna fall. I know. I know an engineer. She's pretty cool. I mean, I was just gonna say I've had good experiences with engineers, but that's a lie. <laughs> so. Oh <my> God. <laughs> And all the engineers stopped listening. <laughs> Sorry, engineers. I'm sure you're lovely people. Is my cousin married to an engineer? I think she might be. I'm sure he's probably fine. I haven't really talked to him. <laughs> well, let's... So, getting back to what we're actually talking about. If they listen to this, they're going to be like... <gasps> I'm Ashley sorry, Marie. I, my middle name isn't Marie. Listen, I'm just using the most generic middle name, which is Marie, and it goes with every single name. I mean, my middle name is pretty generic, though. Ashley Marie. No. Katie Marie. Katie Marie. I don't know. Sally you Marie. Even do male names Sa- with Marie. Look, Henry Marie. <laughs> I'm pretty Edward sure I Marie. did that to my brother Michael during Marie. the holidays after I was around Sally too long. <laughs> I think I did go, Aaron Marie. <laughs> It goes with, and the only time you use a middle name is when you're angry at someone. It's true. Mm. Yeah. Wow, this is really already off topic, and we're only five minutes, six minutes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Single sex villages. Is that what you said? Single sex societies. So, a lot of the time, we mostly see this in, like, speculative and science fiction. Oh, like like, like Wonder Woman. Yeah. So, the Amazon is a really good example um, I feel like surely Octavia Butler or Ursula Le Guin has something, right? Yes. Okay. So Left Hand of Darkness for me is kind of the one. Sure. Where, you know, they can sort of change their biological sex a little bit. So there's yeah. still that, like, male-female element. But they're all, you know, they're all one yeah, sex right. that can switch when the need arises. Now, is that from Lilith's Brood? No. No, that's, that's a different Left one. Left Hand of Darkness. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right, Ursula right, right. Okay. Yes. Which I highly recommend, by the mm-hmm. way. Like, I cannot say enough good things about her. I just read Fledgling by Octavia Butler, and I Mm. also recommend it. It has nothing to do with this, but anyway. But I'm I'm sure it's good. All her work is... I love her. Um, So, yeah, we see it a lot in, like, science fiction, speculative fiction. We think about the Amazons. Um, A lot of the time, it's female-only worlds. Mm -hmm. Um, There's... You know, kind of the theory behind that, why it's more often I was going to say, I feel like it makes sense it, for it to be that in speculative right. fiction. And it's because, I mean, we kind of... Should we define speculative fiction? Uh, I, I don't know if everybody knows that term. Right. Um, I would say it kind of goes hand in hand with science fiction a little bit. It's sort of like... I don't want to say speculating, even though that's in the name. Yeah. But it's like, it's kind of a what if to me. Right. Yeah. It's definitely the what if question from authors. Yeah. Definitely genre fiction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But uh, as far as it being mostly female only worlds, uh, a lot of the theory behind that is, you know, we sort of widely recognize that 
We're living in a man's world a lot of it's the time. It's a man's world! Yeah. You are <laughs> such a beautiful singer. Wasn't I and I don't know why you're not on Broadway. I don't know either. We should have both been in Hamilton. It's just have. a backup dancer. I probably would have just been, uh, <laughs> was it uh, Peggy Schuyler? And Peggy. <laughs> and Peggy. <laughs> I love it. I have you seen the staging of the wedding episode or episode episode (laughs) scene? No, because Peggy runs off off stage with Lawrence. I don't know if y'all have seen this. Scandal. (laughs) (laughs) We need to do an episode just about Peggy Skyler because she's actually she's a bomb ass bitch. She held a British soldier at gunpoint, y'all. Hell yeah. We should save it. Okay, okay, okay. But like, we need to put on the list. Okay, I'll put it on the list right after Catalina Diarrasso. Oh yeah, we've got several topics for y'all. We're real excited. Um, but as far as, uh, types of female-centric societies, um, and and that's kind of what I am, I'm sort of calling this is because, um, we're going to talk a little bit about single-sex societies, but as far as real-world application, a lot of the time that doesn't happen as much. It's more, you know, matrilineal or, Uh um, kind of things like that. So I'm sort of calling them female-centric, um, to be an Mm -hmm. umbrella term for all of that. Okay. Um, Female-centric societies or... Yes, okay. that's what I'm okay. with. Um, so we've got kind of the matrilineal model. Uh, there's still Can men, we define that term? Uh, yeah, I would say it's... It mostly has to do with the society's structures are based more around um, who your mother is and the, the line of, of women through your family rather than being like... You know, it's about your father, and you take your father's name, and it's the kind of opposite of patrilineal or patriarchal, Mm -hmm. I would say. Okay, that makes sense. Um, So in those kinds of models, men are still around, they're still involved, but usually they're not the ones that are, you know, the big decision makers. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, property and titles will be um, inherited through that maternal line rather than the, you know, the paternal line. Oh, okay. Um, so that's the first type, and I'll talk a little bit about that more specifically. So I have a question. Yeah. Do their names then come from their mothers instead of their fathers? See, I'm not sure about that. I would think so. Because, like, yeah. I mean, like, even in our society, like, if I decided to keep my last name when I got married, it still yeah. comes from my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, great. I love my dad. But, like, we don't have anything that, like, keeps track of our maternal side, I guess, yeah. really. Uh, like, even their maiden that, name. I mean, they do that in, like, Hispanic societies because in oh. my my full name... I have two middle names, and my second one is my mom's maiden name. Oh. See, but but even that would come from her dad. True. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, it all comes down to like the patriarchal leader of the yeah. family. Yeah, which I is do you, know you know just how our society that, runs. Um, from what I was seeing, a lot of the time these are like clan-based uh, systems. Oh, so it's like a um, it'll be a large extended family. So maybe they have kind of clan names. That sure. Are based on, you know, so like it would be like. Scottish clan names like MacArthur, but potentially from the mother's name. That's what I would think. That would yeah. be so cool. Yeah. And it probably varies like society. Sure. Society a little yeah. Bit, but, but yeah, that's what I would think as far as, you know, especially if things like title are, are passed down. I'm just thinking if I had a clan that was named after the matriarch of my family, which is my mom. Yeah. And it'd be like clan Gabrielle. Yeah. <laughs> like that sounds like the coolest Lord of the Rings shit. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, I got no. I got distracted on that. Um, and so that's kind of the matrilineal 
setup. And then we also have the sex segregated setup, which is what we more think of as far as like the Amazons or things like that. And it's where women are the only people in the village. Like they, oh. they don't allow men in. Whoa. Um, you know, and okay. there's varying degrees of that. Um, so maybe this is a crass question, but <laughs> how do they keep that clan or tribe going? Yes. That's, yeah. Is, this, is this a crass question? Because I feel like it's important. We'll, we'll get a little bit into that, okay. I feel like. When, um, and if Am I, I jumping ahead? It, maybe a little. But, okay, but I'm it's sorry. Okay. It's okay. You're asking the right question. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm smart, I promise. So I'm going to first talk about more of that matrilineal setup. Um, and we'll start there a little bit. Um, I, I guess I should maybe say what really influenced me to, to maybe look into this topic was mm-hmm. I saw this sort of documentary about um, these villages where it's only women um, and it's in um, Kenya. Oh. And uh, that's sort of what uh, really got me thinking about this and, and wanting to look more into it. So, and I'll talk about the specific village that the, the documentary was about, but Mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted everyone to know kind of where this started from, I guess. This is really cool. Yeah. I'm super into this topic too. (laughs) Good choice. um, So as far as matrilineal society, there are several that still exist right now. Um, Okay. One of the ones that's most known about is, um, I'm going to pronounce it incorrectly, but. That's okay. um, Here we go. Um, Wait, can I try? Yes. Let me see. Let me see. Where where is it? Mosuo. That's what I would think too. Mosuo, I think. It's M-O-S-U-O. It sounds like it's from an Asian country when I say it. Yes, that's is it? it is. It's, oh! <laughs> it's uh, they're in southwest China, um, kind of in the Himalayas, um, by oh. this lake called Luga Lake. Oh. Um, and, and uh, this already sounds beautiful, and I'm yes. ready to move to their tribe. Yeah, any any kind of mountainous landscape. Yeah, I'm, with a lake. Yes. Oh, um, I think I just want to be a hobbit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So in this society, the women are in charge. Uh, those family structures are very matrilineal. Hmm. There's no real concept of marriage the way we know it. Okay. Um, and also there's no divorce for that reason. Um, well, that would make sense. Yeah, there's, yeah, no marriage. there's no marriage. So there's no divorce. <laughs> Um, they do have, I think they call them walking marriages, where they sort of have their male partner who comes to visit them. So, they oh, have- so it's like, so it's like kindergarten, where she's like, "You're my husband now." Yeah, <laughs> or like <laughs> buddy system check. <laughs> you know, like but where's your buddy? They can only visit them at night. Oh, yes. that's scandalous. Yeah. Um, so they'll come and visit them, and they do whatever <laughs> they do. Um, and are then you, t- you to- talking about? Playing post office? Whoa! What? I hate this already. Got the blanket monster? Oh no! <laughs> I hate this. I oh, don't know. No. no, 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 no. Ew! You want me to keep going? Ugh. Oh. I was gonna ask a serious question. Say, so they do have partnerships, just not conventional marriage, right? And I the, say conventional, but like the, our society. And the thing standard. about that is they. They're only partners for as long as they want to be. As long as oh. they want to be. They can oh, yeah. say, like, no, get out of my face at any point in time and not be with them anymore. Um, and there's Honestly, n- this sounds like my sounds- <laughs> history. Yeah. I'm bored now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. So because of that, there's not really a concept of 
fatherhood in the same way either. Oh. Um, sometimes women have children who they don't really know who their fathers are, and that but that doesn't matter because it it's if it's based your on your mother, mother. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Um, I will say that men are still included in the society in these networks of extended families. Can I ask a question? Yes. And this might be what you're leading to. Yeah. <clears throat> but since there's no concept of fatherhood, mm-hmm. do the men st- still help raise children or do they just have not oh they do okay um so what their kind of primary role is in the society is as uncles to their sister's children so they still help in like raising the family's children taking care of them and all that but it's more an uncle role Um, so this, this sounds a lot like other societies where i've heard where it's like the women are the aunties who take care of everything if they're unwed you know yeah okay So the that's kind of how they function, really, is, like, you're a good uncle to your sister's children. And, okay. Um, this so, sounds like a very, like, meritocracy. Like, you're judged based on your merits as well. Does that make sense? I I think so. And also, I think um, age has a lot to do oh, with sure. it. Oh, sure. As far as, like, the, and we'll get into it, the matriarch kind of has the final say. Right, right. Um, so... It, And kind of what I wanted to talk about next is the men are still included as far as, like, talking about decisions and and things like that. But really, the person who decides is the matriarch, the grandmother, um, that sort of eldest female in the clan. And I guess that makes sense for – I'm not an expert on Asian culture, but I feel like they're very respectful of elders. Mm -hmm. So that would make sense that if it's a matriarchal, it's grandma's decision. Yeah, You have more lived experience. It's grandma's time to shine. Yeah. (laughs) Man, I would – That'd be great. Like, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the matriarch does have the final say in everything, basically. Okay. Um, a lot of times this has been called China's last matriarchy or um, oh. the kingdom of women sometimes. Oh, ooh. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like a rad book. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd read that book so many times. Um, well, there is a book. Um, yes, so it's I didn't even know this was coming, you guys! It's called The Kingdom of Women, um, and it's written by, I think her name is Chu Wai Hong, and she basically... Thank you. (laughs) I hope so. I hope I pronounced it It sounds good to me, but I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah, she wrote this book, and basically she went and I think lived with them for a while and just sort of looked at their society. Yes! Can I go live with them? I mean, they do allow tourists, and I'll talk about that a little bit. There's kind of a tourism sort of thing with it, and a lot of anthropologists will go. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, But along with that comes a lot of, you know, it's hard to preserve your society as it is when Mm -hmm. there's so much outside influence. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's something that they're struggling with Uh, now. Um, And really, and it's this way kind of with a lot (laughs) of... um, First Nation communities or Indigenous people or anyone who's, like, sort of a, I guess, an ethnic minority or anything like that, Um, you have kind of this opportunity to make money from tourism, but then at what cost? It's kind of invading. Yeah. Yeah. At at what cost? And so a lot of the time when this is happening and sort of everyone else has these patriarchal values, their children are marrying into different groups and uh, things like that. Um, the, the older women are really the ones who are trying to keep together these traditions and hold on to those things. Yeah. Um, so as far as this culture goes, they're really important as far as preserving anything that they've got going yeah. on. Yeah. So, um, and they're really like a strong 
presence in those communities because of that. Um, there's a really interesting National Geographic published this um, sort of, it's a combination essay and photo collection of Ooh. a bunch of matriarchs from this group of people. And I, I want to see. Yes. It's Can really we try cool. to link the um, issue? Maybe. Yeah, we, we should try to link as much stuff as, as we can. Yeah. Because it's really, really interesting. Um, and those photos especially, because they're all kind of decked out in their traditional garb and, and Ooh, all that stuff. Yeah, yes. it's really, really cool to look at. Um, so, but but the, the younger generations are becoming more integrated with, um, I, I think Han is sort of the major ethnic group in China, so mm-hmm. they're sort of integrating into that, marrying okay. outside of the tribe. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Moving to larger cities, things like that. So it becomes hard to preserve oh, any wow. of that culture. And that kind of makes me really sad. Yeah. Like, I understand yeah. why you have to do that. Yeah. That does make me sad. Yeah. So it's it's definitely I I don't know that it's in danger of being extinct immediately, but definitely it's it's something that you know they're they're working hard to try to preserve any of that, and it's a constant process of doing that. Um, I did want to mention there's some other kind of matriarchal societies. Yeah. Um, just a couple. There's others besides this, and they're all really interesting. Um, but there is one in uh, West Sumatra, Indonesia, and it's. Um, I'm gonna try. Here we go. <laughs> Menengkabau. Menengkabau. I'm gonna. That sounds good to me. That's mm-hmm. where I'm gonna land. Um, and it's uh, the largest group that we have today that's still matrilineal. Um, the homes are matrilineal. There's a, a men's quarters, and when boys reach a certain age, they'll go and live in the men's quarters. Oh, I see. Um, there is a chief that's male, but he is appointed by the women and can be removed by them. <laughs> so there's kind of like this figurehead that's male, yeah. but he's not calling the shots. Um, <laughs> he's just, he's just the, the face of the two. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds like the old adage. What is it? Behind every strong man is a stronger woman, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Behind a strong man is a, a group of women. There's a group of right. women take him out. Fucking shot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting to me, um, especially since it's kind of the largest. Um, then there's also one in Costa Rica, the Bribri. Um, they have those extended family clans again, and that seems to be kind of a theme. Is there's these extended families that are determined by that maternal line. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that society, only women can inherit land. And also they're the only ones who can prepare cacao for their rituals. Whoa. Okay. Oh, hold yeah. on. This is so different than anything I know. Yeah. Like wh- only women can inherit land. Like yeah. that's mm-hmm. so foreign yeah. to my idea of because a Lineage. lot of Western cultures, I feel like... Women was, can't inherit. Yeah, yeah. They're not allowed to. The history. And, you know, anytime you read Jane Austen and, or anything yeah. like that, it's, it's I was just problem. thinking Sense yeah. and Sensibility, where mm-hmm. it gets handed off to their half-brother. Yeah. yeah. That's so crazy. And only the women can make cacao, which, like, if it, like it's like, you know, cacao is used as currency. It's like, yeah. well, only the women can fucking... Make the bacon. Yeah. <laughs> Bring home the bacon. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. This, oh, man. Um, when I was reading, it looks like they use it for rituals as well. So that oh. to me suggests that, like, women are a major force as far as religious Religious practice. Yeah. And a lot of the time, so I, wow. I don't know. I feel That's like because women are so special. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And they got to make their own supply of chocolate. I mean, I think I just I want get some it. chocolate. Oh, I yeah. really want chocolate, you guys. I brought chocolate. 
Maybe during the break we can have truffles. Okay. We're going to have truffles while you guys listen to an ad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's that's what I have as far as kind of those matriarchal, matrilineal societies. Um, We do sort of transition into other things as well. Um, And I'll kind of get a little further into that. Should we take an ad break? Sure. I think we should. I think I just want truffles. Okay, yeah. we're going to go eat truffles and we'll be back. Bye! All right, so we're picking up with different types of societies, right? Yes. Um, so we're going to move into the How next. was your truffle, Sally? It was delicious. <laughs> yeah. Sound effect by Sally. <laughs> I just wanted to keep the ever so crinkly cellophane. This is perfect audio. <laughs> <laughs> now we're an ASMR podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> no, please don't <laughs> whisper into the microphone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Okay, okay, different... I'm done, it's not in my reach. Different single-sex societies, right? Okay, yes. Um, so, the next kind we're going to talk about is those more sex-segregated societies. Okay. Um, so, think Amazon's Ooh. No Man Allowed Ooh. sort of thing. Um, there, I will say there are different degrees of this. Did the poet Sapphos live on what was basically what the Amazons were modeled after, or am I thinking of something else? I'm not sure. It sounds like the, instead of like the He-Man Womanhaters Club from the Little Rascal, it's the She-Woman-Man-Haters Club. <laughs> <laughs> and feminism rolled back 50 years today. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so I'm going to talk a little bit about Societies that have more of that model. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there are different degrees of it. Mm-hmm. One of them I found really interesting is there's actually this village in Nigeria. It's called, um, I think, Ubong. And the men and women speak different Ubang. languages. What? Yes. I was, I was waiting for that reaction. <laughs> that was a double what? What? Yeah. In they, speaker. They speak separate languages. Um, and so this to me seems sort of like a linguistic kind of sex. This reminds me of um, a Chinese thing where I uh, oh, snow in the fan or something. It's a book, but it talks about um, women learning a different character system mm. that they paint on their fans. And it's a way of communicating with other women yeah. without the men knowing. Yeah. This so, is very interesting. This, um, that basically one of the theories behind this is that it's really a society where men and women occupy really different spheres. And okay. so they've sort of have this double system. Okay. Um, they can understand each other. Um, so ma- male children, uh, they grow up speaking the female language oh. around their moms and, sure. you know, but kind of into their preteen years when they're, you know, getting into puberty and whatnot, then they'll switch to the male language and that um, sort of signifies like I'm becoming a man. Okay. In, in First society. of all, your brain has to be so good. Yeah. Like, to be able to do mm-hmm. that as a teenager, 
Yeah. Oh my God. And no one really tells them like you have to switch. They just sort of like. Oh, they sort of kind of just yeah. do it on their own. Yeah. The, the, I guess they feel in their bones that it's, it's, time, it's time, baby, <laughs> to speak the man language. And so oh, yeah. I talk like a man. Titties and beer. Whoa! No. (laughs) Football, sports ball, go sports. Oh dear! I drive a truck. I drive one of them pick 'em up trucks. (laughs) Do like my belt buckle. I got it in Fort Worth. Oh my Sorry. god. I'm Sorry. I'm gonna go to the hardware. That's, li- that's literally our version of men adopting their own language. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm sorry. We're done. We're done. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Last time y'all got off on Oklahoma, and now it's like, <laughs> like stereotypical Texas men. <laughs> You're going after this episode. I oh. saw a guy in downtown Dallas yesterday wearing a real honest-to-God 10-gallon cowboy <laughs> hat, and I was like... No, <laughs> you're in the wrong city. I feel like that's more of a Fort Worth. It's thing. so yeah, Fort Worth. It yeah, Cowtown. Yeah, Dallas. Yeah, we're, we're 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 metropolitan. We're we're the financial district. Yeah. We're the arts district. We have a, we have like the largest arts continuous arts, arts district in the country. And that's wow. where I work. Mm. That's where I used to work. Don't come stalk me. <laughs> well, if it's I the largest, you looked then at me when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Sally's gonna stop. <laughs> oh my god, I found the perfect e card to send you guys for Valentine's Day, and I'm so excited about it. It's <laughs> Valentine's Day is like I know, but I saw it on Pinterest today because it popped out of nowhere and it said, Hey girl, are you corn? Because I'm stalking you. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you put the card like make it a window I think? <laughs> Just like come up to your car window wearing the card <laughs> with only my eyes poking through. <laughs> okay. Please don't stalk your friends. Okay, okay, I'm done. I promise. I don't think you're they're your friends if you stalk them. <laughs> okay. But separate languages, right? So they speak these separate languages. I speak a separate language than everybody else. <laughs> Separate language. You're just crazy. <laughs> well, that's why I only communicate with you guys. It seems. <laughs> oh goodness. But the, the interesting thing about this is they have sort of this um, mythology around why they speak two different languages that Ooh. has to do with Adam and Eve <gasps> and the whole creation story. Ooh. Okay, hold yeah. on. I'm so into this. Everybody, yeah. listen. Okay. <laughs> I am all ears. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as far as I understood it, I was kind of like reading through this, trying to understand exactly what they meant by mm-hmm. it. But um, I-, I guess part of their mythology is God gave like Adam a language and Eve a language, and that's where Whoa. their people come from is directly from Adam and Eve. And then he was like, "I'm gonna run out of languages. Like everyone else just gets one." So they have the two language Whoa. system. Yeah. I thought that was really, really interesting. This is the coolest myth I've ever heard. Yeah. And I read a lot of myths. Yeah. Okay, question. Mm-hmm. Do they have anything about Lilith? I don't know. I see, I don't think so. Not not from what I saw, okay. but 
Um, I'd be really interested to yeah. find out. Like, what know? language does Lilith speak? Like, that'd be a hella cool language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, once again, the d- problem with this is it's kind of dying out. Um, mm. Just like we saw with that, you know, the other society. Yeah. Um, none of the language is written down, or at least at the time of, like, the article that was oh, published sure. I was reading. Um, and the younger generations are really looking at learning English because it's becoming such a global, like, yeah. business language. And um, and actually, so I, I guess in their education system, there are supposed to be provisions for, like, they they need to learn their native language, but they're actually actively punished for speaking their language in school. Oh, um, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, it's kind of, everyone's leaning really heavily into English, and so uh. it's making it difficult. And I think I was reading there something like 500 native languages in, in Nigeria, yeah. and about 50 of them are really Close, in like, danger of, extinct. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, so, this makes my history heart sad. Me too. I and I think languages are I really was, interesting. I can read, read the play, uh, the language archive. This sounds right up my alley. Tell me mm-hmm. about this. It's a play about. Um, I don't remember. It's all in college. We did it in college. But okay, it, cool story. <laughs> <laughs> it's about this guy like wanting to preserve uh, this language and like you know, talk about the origins of language and how some languages are dying out. And it also mm-hmm. sounds like translations, which is about mm-hmm. um, the British soldiers coming into Ireland at a time when Gaelic Irish is dying out yeah. and somebody trying to transcribe it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of British soldiers, oh no, hold on before we get there. <laughs> oh, I'm not ready. Yeah, England. Oh man. Okay. What the fuck? First of all, I came into this episode after you told us this topic, expecting to be very opinionated, Mm -hmm. but I didn't expect one of my opinions to be, "Oh, my history heart is sad." Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you have something happy to tell us before we get into the British? Because I'm assuming it's all going to be raping and pillaging. Well, it, 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 I. It's a mixed bag, actually. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, wait. Tell me a happy fact first. Happy, it can be about anything. Um, uh, happy fact. Dogs uh, are perfect. Yeah. I mean, I already know that. I have two dogs. Yeah. Single mother of two here. Um, happy fact. Happy fact. Happy fact. <sighs> the world uh, is shit if we can't think of a happy fact. Um, oh, um baby cheetahs. Um, in order to get socialization, sometimes yeah. they'll give them puppy friends. <gasps> oh! <laughs> they did that at the Dallas Zoo. Oh my heart! Yeah, it's a, at the Dallas Zoo. The uh, the cheetah, his name's Winspear, and um, wait, the, like after Bill Winspear? Yeah, yeah, same Winspears. Huh? Um, we're talking about the Winspear Opera House, like in Dallas. Where I work. Um, where I work. And I work at the Dallas Zoo. They're going to stalk you, actually. Oh, yeah. No, I don't work there. <laughs> and then, um, anyways, they, uh, Winspear the cheetah has his quote-unquote brother, and his name's Amani. And he's a, he's a black oh, lab. And he's a black lab. Well, I have to this was too happy. Do you want me to show you? It was like a roller coaster of emotion. Do you want me to show you a picture of a baby hippo? Yes, please. Okay. While they're doing that, I might continue on. <laughs> oh my god! It's gonna take me a little bit to find it. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Um. So the British. Yes, oh, the here British. There, it, it's very brief. Okay. I mean, I don't think their actual time there was brief, but oh my god, that's a baby hippo. 
<laughs> the roll on its neck. I just, I wish someone uh, would say my rolls were cute. We're going to have to post a picture of a baby. My heart hurts for because everyone. it's so cute. Right? Mm. She's so cute. Y'all need to come to the zoo and y'all need to see you. them. I know you. I know you, Mama. <laughs> it's really cute because sometimes they'll be in their enclosure and like they have like this little stand like because they're in the water a lot of the time but in the mornings they'll usually like lay out and sunbathe like the regal queen she is yes both of them are they're just oh. beautiful oh. they're cute what fabulous ladies they're so beautiful okay <laughs> I'm ready let's for the British let's talk about some other fabulous I'm, ladies I'm ready for the British now okay my so, heart's happy enough I can handle it. Yeah. So the what started this all for me is this village, and it's called Umoja in Kenya. Um, it's about uh, 380 kilometers, so about 230 miles from Nairobi, so the capital. Okay. Um, it's a female-only village, and it was founded in around 1990. And Whoa, that's, oh, like, well, really that's recent. A, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wasn't expecting Very that. Very recent village. Um, and so it's... When you said British, I was expecting us to jump to, like, 1800s no. when England was invading. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. they're still doing stuff in 1990. Oh, um, no. Yeah. The, England. The village was founded... I mean, we can't talk, really. I yeah. Mean, you know. Okay. Um, the village was founded by these rape victims who... There was... I guess a, a kind of British base at this nearby town. And oh, so, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Unfortunately, yes. Those were and not good, good British soldier boys. No. Those were bad British soldier boys. Yeah. Oh, I just want all of the British soldier boys to be good, good boys. Sweet yeah. cinnamon roll boys. Yes. But these were not. Um, <sighs> I'm at so least, sad you know, right now. I thought I was happy enough to take this, but honestly, I might cry right now. I'll, I'll go through it quick. Okay. <laughs> but um, the, the women are kicked out of their families because, like, they... I know, I know, I know. What? It's almost over. Um, so they went and founded their own village. I'm That's the happy part. I'm on a podcast. The I... fourth episode of a podcast, you guys. I can't do Hold this. it together, Ashley. <laughs> they found their own village, which is the good part. So they go out to this land. Yeah, because their families disowned them. It wasn't their fault. They are better off without those families. I mean, you're right. I know. Okay. So they go and found their own village. Okay. Right. Um, Since then, it's kind of grown into this refuge, and they welcome women escaping abusive marriages, um, female genital mutilation, which is a a thing there, rape, any forms of assault. Um, So anyone, any. A uh, woman who has, you know, gone through this, they can go to this village. And, and oh, have a place. wow. Um, even sometimes uh, women whose husbands have died, uh, you know, they it's kind Aww. of like, well, what's next for me? And um, so a lot of them find a home there as well. Aww. And <laughs> from what I was reading, there's sort of this concept of them being many mothers, you know, like each child has many mothers because they sort of oh, collectively it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, raise children. It's the whole idea of like it, it takes a village. Yeah, to it takes a literal village to... I don't my, know about my y'all, like, I have happy multiple again. moms. Like, yeah. I don't know about y'all, but it's just like, oh, yeah, I have more than one mom. So... Um, the founder of this village, her name uh, is Rebecca Lolosoli. 
That's and, a beautiful name. Yes. Um, she's the founder and the matriarch, and she really believes that women should be able to make decisions. They should be able to own land, run their own businesses, be educated. Yes, Rebecca. Yes. Um, and the education part is really, like, a yeah, big yeah. part of it, too. Yes. Um, so women of all ages flee there. You know, there's some in their 90s, some that are, you know, only oh, six months old. My, oh, my gosh. Um, so in this region of Kenya, it's uh, the Samburu people. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of a very patriarchal society, like intensely patriarchal. Okay. Like I said, um, they have to deal with FGM. Um, mm. It's sort of a polygamous uh, society. So okay. one man can have several wives. Yeah. A lot of the time, young girls will be married to men that are like much older than them. Um, uh, in in I exchange get so for so uncomfortable talking about child brides. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ooh, as as young as sometimes skin. nine or ten years old. Ooh, my skin is crawling. Yeah. Ew, ew, ew. What is wrong with you? Yucky, yuck, yuck. I hate it. Yeah. <sighs> Have y'all seen the photo series of this? Um, this guy was hired to be a photographer at a Turkish wedding. Yeah. And then he found out the bride was 15 mm-hmm. and he just decks this groom in the face <laughs> and like takes her and leaves. Yeah. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, okay. So yeah, that it'll, there's a lot of that going on. And of course, no education for women. Oh, um, of course not. Of course not. So, so they might start getting ideas and start thinking for themselves. Yeah, book readings for men. Don't give no books to no ladies now. That's very Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> it's very Gaston from Belle as well. well. That's true. Um, Don't start reading. You might start getting ideas like Belle. Oh <laughs> so um, part of this, uh, since it is a, a women-only village, uh, they do have male children. But once they reach 18, they're asked to move out of the village. So they can stay oh. when they're young and with their mothers. But then they have to leave when they're adult men. Where do they go? Um, I would guess to surrounding villages. But I'm not entirely sure about that, actually. Yeah. Because, would because, they just go to that big patriarchal village? Yeah, that's what... Like, that's the thing. And, and I'll But be, also, like, if they're being raised in this society where it's very much, I would assume... Female oriented, mm-hmm. where like, no, we don't treat ladies this way. Yeah, it's kind of like making a new generation that goes out changes. Things, yeah, you know? it's like in Tu Wong Fu, where there's not like- everything is Tu Wong Fu. <laughs> Sorry, this, this is- makes the third Listen. episode, guys. Like, we cannot talk about Tu Wong Fu yes. in every episode. I haven't talked about it in every episode. Like, okay, this is our fourth episode. Yes. And three of the four. We've talked about two Wong Fu. Listen, listen, it's a great movie. Y'all should watch it. In, y'all just need to watch it. Y'all just need to watch it. Okay, if I watch it, will you stop talking about it on the podcast? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but you still need to watch it. Okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch okay. it. Okay. So, along with this village, there comes... A, a real focus on economic improvement for the community oh, because you know they have to be sure. able to sustain themselves. Yeah, right. So they make these beaded necklaces. I was just gonna ask you. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. wait. Where can I buy one? I, I I don't know if they have like an online presence or. If I you wonder have to if go they there. do. And then we could link it. Yeah. If, Ooh, if they cool. do, we will link it. 
I'm so excited. I'm going to buy one. So they make beaded necklaces to make money to support the village. Um, They're also close to the Samburu National Reserve. So it's like a a place where a lot of people go to safari. So they run a campsite as well Mm -hmm. for tourists. Oh, Oh. so cool. And I also saw that they raise chickens and sell the eggs. Um, It looks like they were kind of a cattle society, but really they've tried to lower their dependence on cattle because there's factors like drought. It's just, it's Mm -hmm. a lot less stable. Sure. Um, and then money is distributed by the matriarch. All of it goes I to her. I wonder if Heifer International works with this village. Because I would love to be able to post a link to like, hey, go donate at this place, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd love to donate something to this village. Yeah, for sure. And they do take donations. I did see oh, that. okay. Yeah. Um, but money, all that money goes to the matriarch. So Rebecca, I guess. And um, she then distributes it to the different family groups, depending on the number of people who are in the household. Whoa. This is like Marxism, Marxism. to a T. Yeah. So it's not only this um, uh, this kind of difference about how we think about gender, but they're also economically a lot, yeah. a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, and also along with that, a lot is set aside for education. Particularly yes. for the girls, uh, they actually built their own school. So, um, can we send school supplies? I, guys, what can we do for this village? Yeah, I, you know, um, and then also there's offshoot villages, so it's kind of the same network and same area, wow. but um, there's more villages popping up around this. This village. is so cool. Yes. Um, so as far as like, can we go to this village? I, wanna I want to hug Rebecca. Yeah. Would Rebecca hug me? Maybe. Please say yes. I don't know. I have to ask Rebecca. Rebecca, will you hug me? Maybe. How about a firm handshake? Yeah. High five. <sighs> I just wanna... She might dance with you. Okay. Yeah. Like the... Like, like the Macarena. I don't know. Hey, Macarena. Macarena, right? Macarena goes with every single Are we gonna... song. <laughs> Are we going to get sued because I just sang that? Mm. Hope, I don't think so. <laughs> They, they play it at Chuck E. Cheese every single day. <laughs> and every roller rink in the world. Oh, we should go roller skating. We should go roller skating. There's we a to, roller, we've been saying that for a there's while. There's a roller rink not far from here. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Heard it's really nice. We should go. Yeah. So as far as takeaways from this, um, we still need comprehensive change is sort of the the sentiment about it. Like, it's great that there's this group of women who are doing this and it really brings awareness to that. Mm -hmm. But um, not all women have the opportunity to really separate themselves from the things they're going to or these realities they face in an intensely patriarchal society. Mm -hmm. So, and I think they're really trying to work on that in a lot of nations where that's true. Um, which is something that's really great, and I, I feel like that's something that I'm I, I'm really keen to see as we right. move forward yeah. and just globally looking at changes like that, where yeah. women are more empowered to businesses or have their own yeah. land or do things Which like that. Which I think, like, is something that's really focused on here in the U.S. right now, mm-hmm. and, and probably, like, the, the I don't know much about the U.K. in terms of mm-hmm. feminism, I guess, but... <laughs> Um, I also feel like sometimes as Americans, we get a little bit too focused on what feminism should look like for us and not what feminism worldwide could be. Yeah. Um, so I think this is like such an important episode. Mm -hmm. Good job, KB. Um, so to go along with that one thing I did want to talk about and sort of that, you know, Western world and 
rest of the world, which is really a bad way to look at it. Um, as far as that divide, I did want to speak a little bit because some of what we talk about here is female genital mutilation. Um, it's a really hard topic, but a lot of what I see is, um, you know, uh, people who maybe are from an academic viewpoint, mm. an anthropological viewpoint, yeah. um, that say that that's a tradition and that no 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 absolutely not um and that it's a very western perspective to say that it's bad um which i i don't agree with at all um i'm gonna get that a big old no yeah and and i think also um, maybe i just like stepped on my own (laughs) sentence about feminism worldwide but absolutely not yeah well, and, and my thought is, you know, villages like this, where women are saying no, like specifically leaving their family because of this practice and mm-hmm. saying, no, like, I do not want myself, my daughters, anyone to undergo this. Yeah. That to me signals that like, it's not, it's not something that they accept, you know? Can and, I play devil's advocate for just a moment? Yeah. So I wholeheartedly disagree that FGM should be treated as a tradition. tradition. <laughs> Absolutely not. But like it maybe again might be a crass thing, but with male babies we do circumcisions. Yeah. And there are people who are very against that. I don't mm-hmm. know personally where I stand on that. Yeah. But to but me, how does this play into this conversation, to I guess? Me personally, like I I don't know enough about circumcision, I don't think, but one of the big differences for me is that they're undergoing it when they're a baby. Mm-hmm. This happens to girls when they're fully aware of what's happening to them. Right. And um, it's not just like a, we're going to nip a little bit of skin off. It's like, we're going to mess you up. Right. Um, from yeah. my understanding of right. it. So that to me is kind of where the biggest difference is. Sure. I, I'm still not, That's I'm fair. not, um, I guess, informed enough about the circumcision Same. debate. I'm not either. Um, uh, so I can't really speak on the ethics of that. You yeah. Know, and I don't want to, you know. Step on any toes. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But um, I would agree with you. Like, the, the age difference, I think, really plays a role in this debate. Because mm-hmm. it's like, no, like, they completely understand what's going on. Yeah. Like, they're fully aware and conscious. Where, mm-hmm. like, as a baby, you're not going to be. Yeah. You might understand that, like, ouch, something hurts for a mm-hmm. second. But then, like... Then what? Well, and again, I also, so, I mean, again, I don't know enough about circumcision, I guess, but part of what I've heard about it is it's a sort of cleanliness thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas for FGM, it's literally just, we want to destroy their ability to have any pleasure from anything. Right. Um, Which to me just feels a bit different. Um, Again, I'm not going to say I'm for circumcision or anything. Right. You know. Uh, Yeah. I I don't know enough to be one way or the other. I just want to play devil's advocate for a moment. I think it's. And I think that's an important part of it and something people talk about a lot. Yeah. Sure. Um, Well, my heart is sad again. Well, so. But what we. Can we have a a cute puppy fact? Cute puppy fact. Um. I saw a fat corgi on the internet today, you guys. I just remembered. <laughs> okay, I'm good now. Go ahead. <laughs> I fixed it myself. Yeah. So those are the main things that I wanted to talk about. Um, again, I don't want to end on like a sad note. I do think there 
are people making big strides. Yeah. And that's really why I wanted to focus on this and this idea of female-centric society. Yeah, well, I guess it, I mean, kind of like how we ended your Tattoo Ladies episode, right? Like, we've come very far, Mm -hmm. not just as, like, the U.S., but, like, worldwide, I think. We're making big leaps as far as equality. There's just a long way still to go, and I think it has to not stop at our border. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, we have to be feminism without borders. We're like doctors without borders, but have no medical training. <laughs> <laughs> to be I, fair, I have watched one episode of Grey's Anatomy, and I frequent WebMD because I'm. I have OMG. read a lot about medical history, mm-hmm. and particularly women in medical history. Does that count? Um, yes, and I also I learned how they used to do cesarean births. I also we know a lot of what not to do. I also listen, not so much. What yeah, to do. Okay. I mean, I do listen to Sawbones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we know what not to do. Yeah, like I did, don't not don't drill a hole in your head. Like they yeah, always don't say. drill a hole in your head. I did a master's paper about women in medical history, ranging from ancient Greece to like eighteen sixties. Does that count? I learned how they did stuff. I also learned don't not vaccinate your kids. Vaccinate your kids. This is the second episode we've said this, but we're turning into Saba. Yeah. (laughs) Sydney McElroy, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Vaccinate your kids. I'm with you. (laughs) So, yeah, but I I think that's a good place to kind of end is we need this sort of global feminism. Yeah. And to include women from all places of all walks of life. Yeah. yeah, so that's kind of where I want to end it. Yes, um, happy note, love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll have another podcast coming at you guys next Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Lasses Legendary. Don't know why Twitter switched it on us. What? <laughs> yeah, it originally. Hey, you back though. I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I kind of basically know Twitter <laughs> enough to share things and like. Okay, well, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll help you. Okay, yeah. well, right now we're at Last is Legendary. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. You can join uh, or like whatever you do on Facebook. I don't know. Like, I think. <laughs> okay, yeah. great. I'm an old grandmother. <laughs> I'm the matriarch. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that's it for now. We still don't have an outro like the last podcast. We don't have an outro, boy. but we do have. No. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening.